Is this live? It's live! Wow. Welcome to Ecourse Adventures Live, everybody. Yeah. Nice. Another week. Push the button and it worked. Yeah, and we're officially live. If you're following, we uh, we had to, um, last week, we had to kind of do a little bit of a pre-recorded episode. An unlive. An unlive. <laughs> but we are officially live at this point. So if you're tuning in YouTube live, thanks so much. And uh, we've got a special guest. Super special guest. Super special guest. They just keep getting more super. I know. It's so cool. We've got some <laughs> wicked people lined up, including our guest today, Drew Vespers from Warp Academy, which is an online music academy for producers and performers using Ableton Live. And they have some super wicked classy courses. Like as far as the bar that we try to set at eCourse Adventures, they are definitely going above the call of duty in creating epic courses that teach music producers how to make better music totally i've been following them for a few years as a music producer myself and yep. it's been awesome just watching them continue to grow and push the boundaries yeah so we're going to chat with him uh today and we're also going to be in our how did you do that segment we are going to be showing um one of the videos from our new onboarding uh campaign for the great e-course adventure Which... we're really <laughs> upgrading that in a good way yeah so right after right after this hey. hey hi yeah hi blair hi bradley hi everybody out there how you doing did you hear we're on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, you might be listening to this on iTunes it's right official. now. It's official. It's legit. We are now going to be on iTunes every single week. So if you haven't yet, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, and leave us just something nice in the comments. Just leave us a little review. Because if you lead us a, leave us a review and all the other people listening and watching the show leave us a review, then all of a sudden we're going to rise to the top of the iTunes ranking and more people will find out about eCourse Adventures and we can finally fulfill our mission of transforming online education for future generations to live more empowered, beautiful lives. So that is your job today is to go to iTunes, subscribe to eCourse Adventures live, and tell your friends about it. Yeah. And speech. And speech now. <sighs> what a week. It's yeah. starting to get a little chilly out there. It's like fall. I've got my scarf on. We had to turn the heat on in the studio. I have two shirts. Yeah. Unless you're somewhere nice and warm, it's starting to become that time of the year. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually excited about fall this year. I have no intentions of traveling anywhere warm. I'm going to just put on my rain gear and battle the elements every day. Every day. Every day. Actually, I'm I'm stoked about the potential of going down to Arizona in January, February-ish uh, to work with uh, an amazing musician by the name of Parangi. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that trip. Yeah, that <laughs> might happen. Yeah. Uh, he's an amazing uh, live looping artist. And uh, we were chatting while he was here uh, performing and um, creating an e-course with him on how to live loop and use that as a means for creative mastery within yourself. So stoked about going somewhere warm this yeah. winter. Okay, That's okay, I'll, sure. I'll do a trip to Sedona for that. That yeah, sounds like fun. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Man, what else is happening? We've what we've else? got a lot on the go. I we it made, kind of we signed our first contract with We have our first couple licensed courses that are not our courses, but that are other creators courses that are going to be going up on the eCourse Adventures platform. And we're actually working with the team at Purpose 5 out of Victoria, BC, and they're building our new eCourse Adventures public facing platform. And what's been wonderful is that they're expert marketers. And so as they're building the site, they're testing all of the keywords on Facebook ads. They're they're doing so much more testing than what we would do if we were just building our own website. And totally. it's such a gift to have that type of support, I tell you. Talk about having a team in your corner. Yeah. Like we talk about that all the time, about yeah. the importance of having a good team. And it's awesome having some dedicated marketers oh, that know what they're doing and can spend the time. Like this weekend, where we had the luxury of Jessica Jobs, Jobs to yeah. jump on board and do some keyword um sorting and experimenting and found some really interesting things for us in fact the word e-courses is something that like nobody clicks on but uh -huh. if you put the word course in there all of a sudden everybody starts clicking and so yeah. we found that pretty interesting it doesn't really matter i mean we're not going to change our name to course adventures live because that sounds lame but uh just as far as our marketing and our messaging goes uh rather than calling courses e-courses on the actual platform, we'll call them courses. Uh, yeah. So that was a big epiphany. Little things to get more people. <laughs> took us three years. <laughs> it took that one weekend. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Experts. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But we are getting close to launching the new platform. We, uh, we've got one more video in our onboarding experience that Blair needs to edit, which will be done this week. Um, that tedious task that Blair had uh, painfully been going through with oh. upgrading our... 200 page interactive themified workbook for the great e-course adventure yeah Check. that was Done. a monster and uh glad it's it's congratulations yeah thank you so much you'll never have to do that again fingers crossed <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was a beast. Um, but it's awesome looking and it's yeah. such a resource. So, so if you sign up, you know, now, if you sign up for our 14 day trial, um, trail not pass, now, but once the new platform goes live, right? Yeah. Which could be now it if might be you're now. in the future, right. but if you're present, that's different. You'll have to wait like another week or two. Right. Yeah. And then you'll be getting access to this amazing resource. It has to be worth of... $500. I mean, it literally, if you didn't watch all the videos, you just downloaded the workbook. It's going to take you through all of the steps to plan out, map out, build your curriculum, themify your course, plan and storyboard all your videos, choose your platform, create your marketing strategy, all the things. It's all in this 200 page workbook and you can literally enter in all of your information in the workbook. I mean, it's it's so good. It was worth all of the crying that you did. <laughs> <laughs> right, as you know, right? Yeah. The complaining, you know, the, the stormy afternoons of just like being on the computer. And I just, thought I was going to lose oh, my business partner. I was real. ready to quit. What did you learn about life though? I mean, for all of the people out there, maybe some of our students in the great ecourseadventure.com <laughs> don't, you know, maybe they're going through something painstaking, whether it's like uploading all their stuff to their platform or they're editing mm. countless hours of video oh, footage. Man. Like 
Totally. What advice do you have for our people out there based on your experience? <laughs> Share your wisdom. Yeah. This is your chance for healing and redemption. <laughs> well, you know what? It wasn't the first time that I've gone down that path while building nope. s- stuff with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really, every time you put the extra mile into anything, it comes back tenfold. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Drew Vespers will, will amount to this as well. It's just you just put your heart and soul in and you just give it, give it, give it. And it might suck, but it's to me, every time I do something like that, it, it expands my capacity to do more next time. So next time I do something like that, it's going to actually be a lot easier. Yeah. And it's, it's like climbing a friggin' mountain. Weird. I know. Right. It's like, (laughs) it really is like climbing a mountain. And if you really want to go to that top, for that view, you know, that vantage point in life, it's, it's, you just got to climb. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy, but yeah. So that's, I'm glad I had that sort of wisdom somewhere inside my heart to, to be able to just, when it got tough. Yeah. So just, just keep at it. Keep Way to go. Putting in those hours, just keep looking at those details, keep Next refining step. and uh, keep creating, just keep putting it out there. And this, this kind of takes me to the thought that I've been sort of pondering uh, since this morning when I was out on the golf course by myself. And it, yeah. it's just the idea of good is not great. Great is great. And mm. there's a big difference between an online course that is good and an online course that is great. And anybody can go out there and make, oh, that was a good course. It's good. It was good. It was good. But good is not going to blow people's minds it's not gonna there's make a them lot come back and there's, beg you for more a, courses sh- i mean may i say and pardon my french a shitload of of good courses yeah you know and and everybody's making good courses yeah well, maybe not everybody but there's a lot of freaking good courses but yeah. there's few and far in between of great courses and and um and that's one thing I, i'm stoked about chatting with with vespers about like I would consider these courses that he's creating great. These are great courses. Yeah. And I mean, I've personally taken a few as a music producer myself. We also have a bunch of students or not a bunch, but I know of at least two or three in the GradyCourseAdventure.com community. And that's that why, yeah. And this is, courses this as is well. why they're in a position with Warp Academy where yeah. they're at now and growing. Um, so yeah, stoked about bringing them on. Let's bring that. them on now. Let's, yeah. let's play the YouTube video so people can we got get an feel introduction. Work. Check this on out. What's up, everybody? With the release oh, of Live 10, minute. we've got new devices, new workflows, and new power features. In this video, I'm going to show you how to use all these new capabilities to work with drum loops. You're going to learn how to really beef up and process your drums, getting them tight, punchy, in your face, and cutting through your mix. Here's our game plan. We'll start off by going over how to figure out the pitch of your drums so you know if they're in key with your track. Then, how to repitch your drums if you need to to get them into the exact frequency range that you want. We're going to talk about how to tighten up your drums, getting rid of unwanted things like long decays and room noise. Then we're going to get hands-on with a Push 2 controller. I'm going to show you exactly how I use that device to really quickly edit individual drum slices. Next up, we are going to talk about how I separate my drums and then combine them into multiple buses, getting them ready for processing. And we're going to wrap up with the exact audio effects and settings that I use to process my kick, snare, hi-hats, and then the drum bus as a whole. This is going to be a super comprehensive tutorial going through my entire workflow step-by-step and in-depth. So just a heads up that this is going to be a longer tutorial. So grab a coffee, grab a tea, glass of whiskey, whatever perks up your neurons, and let's do this. 
What's up, everybody? Yeah, that's Happy nice. You're here. I love your hair. We're like I'll turn twins. Things off. Oh, yeah, the man bun. <laughs> yeah, the man bun with the oh, shaved yeah. sides. Yeah, it's the trendy <laughs> thing these days. Nice Looking to be here, clean. guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks Our for pleasure. being on the show. We appreciate you taking the time out of your life and your entrepreneurial endeavors to come talk about what you're up to at Warp Academy. Uh, so My just pleasure. for a little background for everybody, uh, Drew and I, we went through the Viatech Accelerator Program, which is uh, based out of Victoria, BC, but there's accelerator programs all around North America. And they're basically CEO school for startups uh, to just go through a boot camp to help yourself get launched with a successful company. And we hit it off because we're both building online courses and we both have very similar philosophies in the quality of courses we want to produce. And so uh, we're every time we get together, we're always bouncing ideas off each other and just questioning like, what are you doing? How do you do this? And, and so today's conversation, I'm really excited for. Thanks for coming out, Drew. Nice. Yeah. Amped as, amped as well. The accelerator has been really a killer program to be part of, and it's yep. been a great opportunity to network with other entrepreneurs that are doing things like this. And when you're a creator, it's so important to be spending time with other creators. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really stoked that uh, we could make this happen. Me too. Yeah. I mean, you've had since, uh, since doing the accelerator program, what are some of the, the highlights or epiphanies? Because I know you've like, since the beginning of the accelerator program, which I think we started in March compared to right now, like you've had a lot of changes and pivots and so have we. So I'm just curious to compare some notes on how that accelerator programs impacted your biz. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, it's uh that's a deep question in a lot of things. So I'll, I'll keep, <laughs> to a couple of things. Um, I'll go with the big ones, but one of the biggest things, and you guys already alluded to this earlier in the show, is the you need some way of differentiating yourself from the mass of people that are out there. Yeah, totally. One of the things that we've all noticed is um, there's very limited barriers to entry to coming and producing digital content uh, e-courses, education, things like that. Yeah. Anybody now with a decent webcam and a mic and a computer can now create um, decent production value stuff, which means that the number of um, courses uh, in the market is massive. There's more and more people. And so when that's happening, it becomes increasingly important, essential, critical for your success and longevity in business to be able to stand out in some way whether that's niching yourself into producing higher quality courses, like you guys were saying, great courses versus good courses. That's a, a fantastic way to do it. Or finding some particular subject area or video style. So yeah. for us, one of the key parts of the accelerator was going out and talking to your customers. And we interviewed 60 of our customers one-on-one, -on -one, each with an hour-long, very in-depth interview. And it really gave us this critical information that knowing your customers and what they want and potential customers and what they want is the main competitive advantage that you can have. So right now we've gone through this process of spending several hundred hours, literally talking to customers and analyzing that data, figuring out some new ideas that we never would have come up with on our own. And now we're building the team and the platform to be able to implement that. And part of that involves kind of one of the, actually, I think probably one of the best questions we ask people is if you could describe Warp Academy using a single word, what would that word be? Yeah. 
And that gives you an idea of what your brand is to the, in the eyes of the, the customer. You know, if you say the car company Volvo, people say safety. That's a very well-defined brand. Well, with Warp Academy, the word that came back from people was high quality was a big one. Um, innovation was another. Um, professional was another. So we were like, okay, we already have this image in the minds of our customers. Now we need to get even better at that. That's, that's kind of one of the things that sets us apart. So a huge part of it um, that came out of the accelerator is upping our production value. Um, mm. Going from, you know, it, I think we were already at good and then everybody else was coming up to good. Now we need to leap beyond. That and I've and definitely go. noticed that. Is that after those words came back? Is that when you went for those, you know, high quality, professional, innovative lights behind you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, around the same time. We've we've known that lighting, uh, professional lighting, is on the game plan for a while now, and mm -hmm. we've been investing uh, money into video gear for about two years now. So. Um, usually every Christmas, kind of after Black Friday and our, our large sales time of the year, yeah. uh, we invest a good portion of our revenue back into video gear. Nice. So we're accumulating Sony Cinema 4K cameras and live streaming gear and mics. And, and this lighting was definitely part of it. We picked <laughs> up, um, we've got a, a set of um, LED lights so we can do three-point uh, or four-point lighting for interviews and stuff like this. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I've definitely really noticed the, the shift in the past year even. Yeah. You know, like it, like you said, that's probably through the, you know, through the program and, and coming back from that. Just like, you know, really watching just like an expanse, you know, in, in what you're creating, the quality. Because it was always really cool. good stuff, you know. So I'm stoked about what's happening now. You know, that's inspiring for us to I'm always somebody who if I'm going to do something, I'm not going to half ass it. Like yeah. if I'm going to get into something, I only will do it. It only interests me to get into stuff that I can be world class at. Um, if I can't, if I can't, then I it just doesn't interest me. So I do a narrower range of things yeah. than maybe other people do. But I really appreciate and uh, I and I strive for that mastery in what I do. And so mm. I. I decided one of the critical things we needed to focus on with Warp Academy was our video production. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad that that's looking like it's paying off. We have a, obviously we have more things that we can implement. We have a lot further to go, but right now I feel like we've, we've learned a lot of really good professional stuff and we've upped our game and, yeah. um, and it's fun, you know, like it's yeah. fun to build a skill and do it. And then to see the feedback from YouTube and from people in our community, yeah. and then to use that as additional fuel for inspiration to to keep going and to get even better yeah no. i mean that's oh sorry i was just gonna say it's like that's the one thing we were chatting about just before we started the show was just me appreciating watching your growth and and wanting to come over and and to jam with you a little bit on what you've been learning because you know we were both saying how you know we've just started grassroots style and just kind of like youtube university just how do you do that you know what's the next layer what's the next step to grow a little bit and I think that's something to learn. And one of the things I love doing for a lot of the creators that I get inspired by when I'm searching YouTube or different different things is going to their oldest video that they've uploaded. Yeah, totally. Right? And just <laughs> and it gives me hope. And <laughs> sometimes when what we're creating, like, oh yeah, man, like they've got a really sweet, you know, blog going or something like that and or some really awesome tutorials when you first look at their first couple shows and stuff, it's just yeah. like, it was just, they're just doing it. And yeah. so like, you know, that's again, the same sort of message we keep offering you guys who are listening right now is just start, just start with whatever, totally. even if it's just an iPhone and you know, 
and then then boost up your audio content a little bit or your quality and then maybe get another camera like a, a Canon Rebel or something like that's what we're using right now. Yeah. And we're stoked to eventually be able to to upgrade to some like some black magic stuff, you know, or whatnot. And just like you guys have and just continuing climbing those stairs of quality. Yeah, it's it's so important. That's where the the starting is the most important step. And just to stay consistent, to to make yeah. it a discipline. Yeah. You know, just like we brush our teeth every day. Well, working on your business and creating new content or new <laughs> courses or upgrading what we've already built, it's it's all just a part of that discipline to keep yeah. us going and, yeah. and ever evolving. How many years have you uh, been doing this now, Drew? Creating yeah, courses. so I, I started to do e-courses before Warp Academy existed. So I it was around 2012. I moved to Salt Spring Island, actually, where hey, you guys are. Yeah, that's our home. And, yeah. <laughs> so I was living and working in downtown Vancouver as a social media consultant, and I had a YouTube channel. I'd already been starting to do my tutorial videos on music production, and it did, started to take off. But um, I just found I was treading water in the city, and I just never seemed to have... It was so expensive to live there, and there were so many distractions that I found it really difficult to get the type of focus that I needed to build e-courses and they they take an incredible amount of production as you guys know totally and so i i kind of leveraged i'm a jazz musician i started off uh, playing uh, keys and and the saxophone i still played the saxophone i heard you you were amazing behind you yeah Yeah. is that a baritone back there uh barry and a tenor yeah Yeah. barry on on the left i love baritone sax so in jazz we have a term called going into the woodshed and it's when you go into a period of intensive practice by removing yourself from the world and usually it involves going out and hermiting out somewhere so i basically followed that practice from the background of being a jazz musician and i got a little cottage deep in the woods on salt spring island and i hermited out for six months and that's where uh we built warp academy um and began to do i did my first course my first e-course ever there um and it did extremely well and it was really encouraging and it gave me the confidence to bring on other creators and um rather than doing it just under my own personal brand as vespers um we decided to create an academy and that's where warp academy came from i love it Um, so yeah really uh, warp academy was incorporated in 2014 but we kind of began the year before in in 2013. and approximately how many students have you guys had since uh 2012 yeah about 30,000 amazing they've wow. done business with us in some capacity they could have bought um a single product or they could have bought everything um but yeah about about 30,000 because you're not just making courses you've got bundles and packs and yeah yeah we're also a sound design company we basically like our our part of our mission is to build um, innovative and world-class e-courses, but also the other resources and tools that music producers need. And those include sound banks and software, um, software project files, and you know guides and PDFs and and things like that. Cool. So we we pr- we produce all of those as well. But primarily we're e-courses, and then the supplemental material that comes with. Them. If you guys ever get into the whole stock music business, uh, I know all of our e-course creators that make videos need stock music. So we're we're cool. looking for a partnership that we align with with that. Nice, um, awesome. Well, I I would love to just ask because like. 30,000 people over the last six years that there's a lot of steps of growth that you've had to take to get to where you're at now. Um, 
what would you say the uh, the biggest challenges at this stage of, of growth? Like you're obviously you're upping the game in all levels. Like what's what are the hurdles that you're you're looking at right now to overcome? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So there's a book called uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, which um, we read and I would highly recommend. Basically, what we're dealing with right now in the field of online education is what they would refer to as a red bloody ocean. So when you have an, uh, if you have a market with a, a bunch of competitors and relatively low barriers to entry, and you have more and more people coming into it, and there's not a ton in the way of differentiation between them, then people naturally default to competing on price and discounting and flash sales and things like that begin. And then prices erode and it becomes less and less possible to make a profit in that market. That is the e-learning industry in a nutshell right now is there um, is more competition, more people participating in it now than ever before. And all it takes is a little bit of equipment and, and some training to produce courses that are like you guys said, okay. Um, it takes much more, uh, to differentiate yourself and to work at a high production value and to make themed, uh, courses that are engaging that people want to complete. And that would, I say is, a, you know, is our big, one of our big focuses right now yeah. is to take a look at how do we set ourselves out and apart in uh, a red ocean by creating a blue ocean and a blue ocean is a niche or some type of new innovative business model that you've invented um, in which you are the first or one of very, very few uh, people competing in that area. So you kind of need to create new uncontested market space. And a great example, a modern great example of that is Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil is not a circus. It pulls some of the aspects of being a circus and it's not theater, although it pulls some of the aspects of being a theater and it's combined them in a new and interesting way such that they dominated new uncontested market space mm -hmm. and, and they've ocean. done well <laughs> they've done and yeah exactly uh-huh 100 so yeah that's a big part for us it's uh and a big part of what we've been grappling through in the accelerator program is what is our blue ocean and that's involved a lot of talking to our customers and brainstorming and um testing out and validating new ideas and then deciding on on a new path yeah right Way to go. We can yeah. definitely relate. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been calling it essentially the sea of sameness. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the same sort of mentality. How can we create that splash? Yeah. How know? do we how do we stand out in that sea? Uh -huh. That's beautiful. And um, you were talking earlier about just having to pivot with your business model in that and, and kind of weighing out which way do you go with the business model and and also offering a more of a premium program. Do you want to touch on kind of where you're seeing the business model head? Totally. Yeah. Um, initially, so we're, we're getting coaching from some really heavy hitter mentors in the program. These are people who have run um, successful online uh, companies, uh, many of them valued in the hundreds of millions now. And so we've been able to access some incredible mentorship. Uh, so our direct mentor, um, has really been getting us to explore and look at the idea of a subscription service. And so we went and we started talking to our customers. Is this something that would be a good idea? How much would they be willing to pay for it? We validated that that was something that they wanted. In fact, many of them, what they actually wanted was the ability to flexibly pay for things. So some of them wanted to know that they could just buy a course 
a la carte mm-hmm. and pay for it once. And it's always there, lifetime access. Whereas other people would say, well, I don't want to do that. And I'd never pay a hundred bucks for a course, for example, uh, but I would pay $39 a month for access to all your courses. Mm-hmm. And so we found that there were these different preferences and we were only catering to one of the preferences, which was the a la carte purchasers. Yeah. So we validated right. that, yes, right. um, the majority of our customers did at least want the option, if not wanted the subscription flat out. And that was one of the areas that kind of got us initially looking at a pivot. Now, the thing that didn't really inspire me too much about just doing a subscription was there's lots of other people doing subscriptions. You know, why would we do a subscription and just be a me too? What else can we bring to the table that other people aren't doing? That's uniquely that's our a good question to ask. Yeah, totally. And you know, like you could easily say, well, we're going to do it better. You know, we're going to do it at a, at a premium level. Um, and I think everybody aspires to that. I don't think anybody comes into the market and says, you know what, we're going to do a crappy job, you know? So <laughs> that's not really a way to differentiate yourself. Um, although when you do achieve a superior level of quality, it does set you apart. Yeah. So for us, we took a look at, um, it always amazed me the number of yoga instructors there are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it started. So there's a lot of people, and when I talk to them, I'm like, well, you're not actively teaching yoga. Why did you become a yoga instructor? They said, well, um, I wanted to deepen my own practice. And I thought that getting certified was going to be a way to do that. So they've gone and done two, 300 hour yoga teacher trainings, $1,500, $4,000 trainings, as opposed to just going to yoga classes and deepening their practice. So what that, that became interesting to me. And there's a status shift, a status increase that is oriented with being certified. There's also, um, a, a critical psychological thing that happens when you choose to be a musician, it's that you have to justify it to your family somehow, (laughs) you know, and you're sitting around family dinner and your brother's doing a PhD at Yale uh, and your sister's becoming a microbiologist and you're the musician and they're like, great. So like, what are you doing? What's going on? And you're like, Oh, well, I kind of make beats in my bedroom and like, you know, I (laughs) I think many of us know that all too well. (laughs) Yeah. So, but if they say, you know, Hey, I'm actually becoming, uh, I'm doing a music producer certification program, or I'm becoming a mix mm-hmm. engineer, or I'm becoming a certified sound designer with Warp Academy, who's an Ableton certified training center, um, that holds some weight. And so we decided to go the route of uh, pivoting towards offering certifications. Uh, one of the companies that inspired us to do that was HubSpot. They're an online marketing company that many of you will know. Yeah, familiar and with that. HubSpot yeah. has HubSpot Academy. And rather than just doing a monthly subscription to learn things from them, they have all these different certification tracks. So you can go and you can become a HubSpot certified email marketing specialist or a HubSpot certified Google AdWords specialist and so on. And so we are building certifications around these functional areas, sound designer, mix engineer, mastering engineer, um, songwriter, music producer with Ableton Live. You can get certified in different programs. So we're building these certification tracks and um, that's really the pivot. And by doing that, we set ourselves apart because Joe Blow, who with a YouTube channel, um, is not going to be able to offer that type of uh, service. And it really does uh, become an academy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so for that, you know, for us, this is our, this is our blue ocean and this is our way of differentiating ourselves. And um, 
we are really hopeful uh, about the track that we're on. We have a lot of work to do ahead of us because this is a new idea and now we have to implement it. But uh, yeah, we're, we're really stoked. And you've got quite the team too, you know, it's, you've got uh, like, I mean, you've had Miyagi on board for quite a while. You know, we got Ray Harmony. I'm trying to think of all the other fellas and stuff that's on there. And it, it starts to really show like a, a really beautiful group of people doing that. Like here, if we even go and show, there's the screen share. This is one of the pages. This is your your new tour, right? I love this. The yep. get the get low down fast. The ADHD <laughs> friendly. What the f is Warp Academy? In three minutes <laughs> page. Nice. I can tell you've done some market research. Yeah, you know, and and the language that you use to connect with your audience is so critical. Yeah. Um, that we spent uh, a lot of time studying the actual words, language, vernacular of our customers. And we try the language we use on our website and in all of our communication. Um, what we aim for is I, this is how I picture it when I'm writing copy for the site or, or something. I picture I'm sitting with a buddy informally in my studio and we're just shooting the shit. We're just talking back and forth, uh -huh. um, talking shop. And I use um, slang, uh, current slang. I use audio terminology, uh, very informal. I don't use proper English and that translates through to our brand. You know, we're, we're a bit cheeky and uh, we, we try and speak um, on our website with written the way we would actually talk really in person between people. I love that. It's so important. We, uh, one of the things we teach in the Grady course adventure is just about um, giving your course a personality. And if you were to describe your e-course as like a human what would the personality of it be? And so you've done such a great job in describing like who Warp Academy is if Warp Academy were a person that it's got its own lingo, it's got its own way, like its own way of communicating through the videos, through the audios and through the written word. It's, it's awesome. And that is another part that helps you guys stand apart from all the other people who are teaching music production. Cool. Yeah, you're you're bang on the money there, and and it's something that um, didn't really occur to me as important as it is until we kind of launched in 2014. You know, I I have a business degree. I've done a lot of marketing before, but I'd never really needed to create a brand entity like that. And mm. so we really put a lot of thought and intention and energy into creating the Warp Academy brand. And basically, yeah, like we are that buddy in the studio sitting next to you that's helping you with your music. That's how we want to appear. And um, although you, we can always do better, um, and that's always, we're looking to level that up uh, at any given time. Um, I think that's one of the things that's created a lot of consistency with Warp Academy is our brand does feel the same wherever you interact with us. At least that's, that's our aim. And so we really do take into account brand voice and, and how it feels and the colors we use and how our buttons look and all of that stuff is, is very consistent across the entire platform and, and ideally across your larger network, including social media as well. So important mm. to keep all that, that voice consistent across all, all places. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you just see uh, you're either uh, this amorphous person that doesn't have a personality uh -huh. or you're like somebody with multiple personalities that kind of freaks people out. <laughs> right. I, I don't understand this. Nothing yeah. worse than a schizophrenic website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm just curious because, you know, curation is such a, a key part of creating a world-class platform with world-class courses. And what is your, how do you curate all the teachers that you choose to produce on your produce courses on your platform? 
Cool. Yeah. Great question. Um, selecting people is a, is a really critical skill set, And, um, so a couple of ways I, I usually either find people because they are Ableton certified trainers and I have access to that community as one. So there's actually not that many of us, um, Ableton live for anybody who doesn't know is the world's number one music production app. It's like Photoshop for music. Um, anybody who is anybody in the field of electronic music, like Skrillex and Dead Mouse and stuff, they're all using it to write their music and they're using it to perform. You can use the program to perform as well as write in the studio. And that's one of the groundbreaking things about it. So we primarily teach in that program, although we teach many, many things beyond that, like songwriting and music theory and sound design. But it's it's kind of the core that we initially built the company around. So Ableton, the company, has a very stringent certification program. For example, when I applied to be certified, it took me two years to even get a response. Uh, I was among a group of 200 people that applied. Six got accepted into a certification event, and they only do a few certification events per year. So I'm a pool, one of a pool of about 300 Ableton certified trainers worldwide. So because of how strictly they vet and screen those people, I recruit from that pool because they're already screening them for knowledge of the program, but also their capacity to teach, their ability to be articulate, to be charismatic, to engage their students. They're screening for that when they create Ableton certified trainers. So that's one way. But because we don't just teach about Ableton Live, I'm also recruiting from a larger pool. Um, people like Ray Harmony, for example, who doesn't use Ableton Live at all and who is a music theory and songwriting teacher. So I'm always on the lookout, but primarily my other source for finding people is YouTube because I'm active on YouTube. I'm on YouTube every single day, uh, literally, uh, because my channel uh, on YouTube, which has now become Warp Academy's channel has been the primary way that we've connected mm -hmm. with most of our students. I'm always scouring who's doing what, and it's very easy to see by their video content, they have the chops. Can they explain things well? Are they a good teacher? Do they have potential? Maybe their production value isn't there yet. And ideally it's not because we want to have something to be able to teach them. But uh, I recruit from people on YouTube who are starting channels who are looking to grow and maybe don't have a business model yet. And they would really benefit by plugging in with Warp Academy. Right, yeah, it definitely is night and day for someone that's making videos that you can really tell, can this person teach? Is it worth what they're teaching? You know, like it goes yeah. to show I've, I've watched a lot of videos and myself too on YouTube all the time trying to figure things out. It's a great resource, you know, and, and you know, that makes me wonder, like, because there's so much on YouTube, um, so many free tutorials and stuff, how did you, like, what questions did you ask and to differentiate yourself? Like, why would someone pay, you know, to come into the academy? What's, what are some of the actual other benefits to come on board into the academy than just to find some of this free stuff that you guys even have on your YouTube channel? Yeah, massively pertinent question. Um, because with how popular YouTube has become and the number of people putting content up on YouTube, it does to a degree make it harder to sell paid e-courses mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people out there, especially younger people who just go and learn on YouTube. But we have to under also understand the inherent downsides to YouTube because it does have its double-edged sword. Like you can learn almost anything on YouTube. That's a plus it's free. That's a plus. However, um, you have no guarantee that the person who is putting content on YouTube actually knows what they're talking about. And in many cases, you actually learn bad habits from people who aren't actually experts in what they're teaching. They just are holding themselves out to be experts. The other thing with YouTube is obviously the advertising really frustrates a lot of people. And I, you have a paid 
um, ability to pay on YouTube to get rid of the ads now, but that is fairly fresh. Uh, but yeah, people get um, annoyed with the distractions on YouTube. And in some cases, if you're actually looking to learn something quite focused, it can be very difficult because YouTube's job is to get you to bounce around from video to video to video. Um, it's a very sticky website. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of the other things is uh, quality control. You know, there's, there is a lot of um, stuff on YouTube that is just done with poor quality video or poor quality audio, or it gets rambly. There's a lot of people who on YouTube just don't get to the point. They um, shoot yeah. videos that go off on tangents and stuff. And to a degree, people have tolerance for that. So there will always be a portion of people who are going to say, you know what, it's free. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to spend all of my time sifting through to try and find the good tutorials. Yeah, I guess you really start questioning like where our value between time and money really is. Yeah. yeah. So there, we found that there is definitely a segment of the market that don't place a high value on their time, maybe have more spare time than others. Like if you're a high school student, for example, that lives at home, um, they are the type that will just go and scour YouTube and then they'll find the diamonds, uh, you know, in the haystack. Uh, to be able to get the good tutorials. And they don't mind wasting a bunch of time filtering through bad quality mm -hmm. or non-relevant content. But yeah. then you get people who are in their mid-20s to mid-30s who have jobs. Maybe they have families. They're serious about music production. They have income. They have disposable income. And for them, the idea of raffling through YouTube, trying to sift through stuff to find something that's maybe relevant to them for two hours when they know they could sign up for a course and get like the straight goods succinctly yeah. is uh, an advantage that they will be willing to pay for. So right. for us, we started yeah. to really, this is part of niching and it's part of understanding your customers is we understood, okay, there's particular people with certain profiles, particular customer avatars, you could call them demographics psychographics of people that those are our customers. The other ones aren't the, the 16 year old in their bedroom living at home is not our target market, but they'll watch our YouTube videos. And then when they are in our target market and they are willing nice. to pay for something, they'll likely come and do business with us yeah, because we've right. built up a lot of uh, trust with them over the years. They've been watching our tutorials. Yeah. You know, it's like what, um, what's called the pink spoon, you know, of, of marketing, right? Giving, giving a little bit of the free samples, so then they, they know the brand, they know the quality that you've got. And then when it's when you're ready to commit to a full ice cream cone, you know, of yeah, the it's flavor. the Baskin Robbins approach. Yeah. Baskin Robbins did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bringing back memories from my yes, childhood. Let's come try our ice cream. <laughs> I'm just going to try out every flavor or it's those kids again. Yeah. <laughs> they never buy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's um, it makes me think too, just on what we were chatting about back to the psychology of being um, like upping the ante and becoming accredited in something. Um, so, you know, you could go to all the free, you know, the free uh, YouTube channels and stuff like that. And it's like going to a yoga class, you know, it's, it's very, very low cost compared to the $1,500 YTT and, you know, you get the training and be able to, you know, oh, now I'm a yoga teacher, you know, it's like, I, I have these courses, I'm accredited, in, you know, through the Warp Academy, as that continues to grow, I can see that expanding as well. Totally. One of, one of the other things with, uh, with selling courses is like, versus going on YouTube is like a course is a path. It's a step by step path where you're taking people from not knowing a skill, and you're guiding them in the right order, in the right way to learn that skill in the most efficient way possible. Whereas mm -hmm. YouTube is, it's just totally not that. It can be totally random. 
it's just yep. if people want to learn something efficiently and effectively then then a course is the way to go yeah and that's worth totally yeah. for sure 100 yeah, one of the things that we found is that um when they're given this sea of information they could learn on youtube and the search engine which is very cool to find stuff what you lack though is focus yeah mm -hmm. and so a lot of our students were saying you know we wish we actually had this structured path and we and it was like very difficult for them to construct that on their own yeah they said i know i want to learn about sound design i want to learn how to use synthesizers but watching all these random videos from a whole bunch of different people isn't getting me what i want they're like they're like i'm learning little bits and pieces of useful information but i'm not getting to my goal of becoming a proficient sound designer because there's pieces that are missing and i don't know what they are they're off my radar yeah and so the other problem is with focus and as and is with motivation um people live in a world of constant distraction of continuous partial attention and one of the things that a course offers is not only the linear kind of structured learning path where you know it's comprehensive, you know you're going to get all the details filled in, but the other piece of it is that you've got, uh, well, with our courses anyways, uh, with the, the certifications, you have deadlines. You have yeah. material that needs to be turned in by a date. And if you have no deadline ever, it's very difficult to get anything much done when you just have yeah. an unlimited amount of time. And that's what YouTube is. Like, there's no deadlines, there's no nothing's due, um, there's nothing really motivating and forcing you to complete things on a timeline. And that's something that people are also, they value and they understand and they're willing to pay for. Let's talk about the deadline thing. So how do you guys implement that into your courses, uh, giving people specific homework and deadlines and what are the consequences of not meeting a deadline? Totally. Yeah. So with, um, and, and some of this stuff is kind of theoretical because we're in the process of building the certifications now, but yep. we've also done courses in the past that have had structured deadlines and things like that too. So I'll pull from both. Um, somebody, if they're, if they're less serious and they're not concerned about, um, getting certified can audit the course at a lower price point. And then they don't have to turn in work. They don't have to submit things. There's no deadlines. They just are auditing the course. However, the people that are on the certification track um, that want to get that added benefit, um, yeah, will have work that's due. So we do, we will be doing fixed intakes where they'll happen at specific points in the year, just like a bricks and mortar school. And it'll lay out the assignments ahead of time. And we break our courses into modules. So kind of a, you know, a module might be about an hour. Um, sometimes less, but about an hour of, of lessons that are comprising that. And at the end of a module, we'll have a test and we'll have an assignment that'll be due. And that assignment will get reviewed by an instructor and submitted back to them with feedback and, uh, and notes. So it's, it's nothing like groundbreaking. It's, it's pretty standard as yeah. what you would see. Right. In like a Not reinventing the wheel in any form, but yeah, changing exactly. The medium, it definitely puts the pressure on people to take some action. Yeah. yeah. Now there's also community aspects of it too, because part of what this offers to people is to be part of a peer group. Uh -huh. And as a music producer, it's very isolating. You know, when I was learning, um, I wasn't really networking with other music producers. We were few and far between. There was no place I could just go and kind of jam out with other music producers, my peers. And what our courses, um, the certification tracks and the courses will provide for them is the ability for all of the students who are in the course to be able to um, talk back and forth with each other. And part of it, part of the assignments are posting your works in progress and getting peer evaluation and offering peer feedback. 
Um, and, and that's cool because community recognition is a really powerful motivator and, um, and it takes to a degree, some of the onus off of us, um, where we're not the only people who are offering feedback and, and there's much more, a, a much more wide variety of feedback and opinions that are being offered from a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, we, we learn that too, with our community as it grows. So yeah. many of the actual students are pulling the weight. You know, and, and just the peer reviews are so valuable. That's what a lot of the people stay in the community for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. People sign up for a course, but they stay for the community. Yeah. So yeah. What, good call. So where, yeah. where are you um, where are you hosting your community and, and how are you interacting with that? Like what kind of platforms are you using right now? Yeah. So up until this point, uh, like our 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 courses are in a custom uh, back end of the site. Um, so the logged in user area. And then what we've been doing um, up until this point is actually creating private Facebook groups hmm. for each session of the course. Cause Facebook basically just had all of the individual tools that they needed to be able to upload things and interact and comments and stuff like that. We're migrating away from that because we want to have everything seamlessly on our platform. So yeah. we're just about to redev the entire site. And it'll have um, that functionality uh, built right into the course area. Nice. So it'll uh, likely be like a private forum um, yeah. of, of some sort or a, or a comment thread using um, like an internal uh, commenting system so that uh, people can post media and talk back and forth to each other um, behind the login wall. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isolated area and that becomes such a resource too as that grows. We yeah. should uh, hop on a call shortly um, to to brainstorm some stuff for you guys and and because we've done so much research in that space as well. Oh, <laughs> awesome. yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a lot to talk about between yeah. video gear and the production that we're doing. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, yeah, things that it's uh, like I was saying, it's it's important to network with your peers. Totally, and, yeah. and it's always valuable to talk to other people who are creating um, in the same space. Yeah, we would love to even get you know from from what you guys do teach some sort of one of some of your courses or even new courses that pertain to e-course creators because of yeah. what you've learned creating e-courses um, that could really help all the creators that are you know climbing our mountain so to speak because it's nice. yeah. pretty cool to make a mini course on how you produce your courses because even like from what we've seen of like even the way that you do the screen share tutorials like hmm. they're so much better than 99% of what I've seen out there, uh-huh. the way that you do cool. the cut shots and incorporate the music and the voiceovers, like everything is such a, a higher quality. And uh, I think that alone is a skill. So if you ever want to produce that, we would <laughs> love to to help promote and sell that. Just add that into well. all that free time. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm sure you have tons yeah. of time for that. So um, <laughs> if we could get it by Friday, we've got yeah. people waiting for it. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> well, no, it's a cool idea. I'm, I'm glad that our stuff does translate like that as, as being engaging and higher quality. Um, it's definitely one of the things that we've invested into to set us apart is, um, pr- I mean, we use the program ScreenFlow. Yeah. Um, OSX uh, or Camtasia um, on PC to, to do the screen capture stuff. And many, many other people use that program, but very, very few people actually put the time into using the power features within ScreenFlow hmm. to edit their stuff. And so we, you know, it takes us probably four times as long to create a video as yep. um, somebody else. And the where that extra time goes is in ScreenFlow anyways, it's putting anno- colored annotation boxes around things mouse highlights 
Um, it's all the freehand, details, yeah. Freehand callouts, keyboard shortcuts that pop up rather than the built-in ones that just fly up on the screen and look terrible, but like formatted keyboard shortcuts uh, with Mac and PC formatting. Wow. Um, you know, just B-roll, shooting B-roll and putting that in and, and stuff like that. So you're speaking his language here. Yeah, he, I yeah. can tell he's like solving. Uh, you uh-huh, got a little bit uh-huh, of drool there, uh-huh. Blair. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, the little details are sexy. It'd be curious though, because I've never <laughs> yeah. really used ScreenFlow. I've always been in the Adobe side of things, so I use Premiere Pro and After Effects, which are definitely heftier versions of it, and sometimes way, way too much, you know, for the average person. So I'm really curious what you've learned in the power features that you talk about. In oh yeah. Flow. Uh-huh. And I use like, that's my workflow as well as I use Premiere Pro. I use a combination of Premiere Pro and ScreenFlow. And there are capabilities within ScreenFlow that Premiere Pro and After Effects are, are not capable of. Interesting. Um, Fascinating. A lot of functionality because when ScreenFlow is capturing the screen, it's not capturing a standard video file that then you would edit. It's capturing a custom format screen recording where you have independent control over many, many things that Premiere cannot access in a flat video file. Cool. So your ability to change the mouse, show or hide the mouse, track the mouse, Premiere can't do that. Right. Um, Premiere can't capture keystrokes. You have to manually put those in later. Uh-huh. Um, things like annotations and stuff like that um, and, and zooming parts of the screen without losing resolution. Uh, Premiere can't do that. So you run into this hybrid approach. Yeah. Our workflow for creating one of those videos is um, complex. <laughs> yeah. It also involves editing the audio in separate programs as well, because we also, as an audio company, we heavily edit. You know, yeah. I record um, with two separate mics, uh, one when I'm doing like the intro and one when I'm on camera or on the screen flow. And then I don't, I never just take the audio off this mic and use it. I'm always tailoring it. And that Premiere Pro as well has very limited audio processing. Totally. Capability. And you've got two cameras set up. You want to show everybody the fancy setup you've got going on? We oh are- yeah, cool. Yeah. We've got a second camera. So here Whoa! is our second camera. What's up? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, from the back of the studio shooting front ways. So if I'm shooting the intro to a tutorial, I'll flip my chair around and I'll talk that way. Yeah. That way people can see me in the setting. I think it's really important to show people to be in the setting yeah. where they're typically learning. Yeah. Um, and we spent a lot of money and time building a very professional media production studio. Uh, this is a six month project that we just completed a few months ago. So yeah, uh, yeah we're so slick. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's one thing I've really realized too, is the, you know, when we start getting to a certain level of, of creating, uh, anything really, the, the environment that we're in starts to really like feed the creative process, you know? So when you're trying to create stuff and you're in your kitchen, you know, in your dining room and you've got your kids running around and it's messy and dishes need to be done. Like you can only get a certain level, but I didn't know you had kids. No, well, I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) I've got a cat, you know, very vocal, a very vocal cat, you know? Um, and, uh, (laughs) but you know, it's the same sort of idea compared to like, I can imagine when you get to go to the office and it looks fancy with the led lighting and you're just like oh, and all yeah. the liquor behind you there over your <laughs> it's shoulder slick, you know that looks like captain morgan's or something like that <laughs> oh no it's like a 12 year bourbon my friend oh my goodness oh, yeah. we, we, Man, we you call, weren't kidding we about the studio. whiskey 
<laughs> we call the studio the mullet. It's uh, business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So good. So good. But yeah, no, you you nailed it. And that's that's one of the ways that you can differentiate yourself as a creator, especially if you're putting content on YouTube to drive traffic to your paid courses, is um, the a lot of people have decent cameras. A lot of people have decent mics. That stuff, there's low barriers to entry. What most YouTube creators do not have, because it's much more involved to do, is a nice looking studio environment. So yeah. most of them are shooting in bedrooms or they're in messy rooms that just do not look like a professional totally, studio. Totally, right? Yeah. And so for us, that's one of the key ways that we set ourselves apart is we wanted to build a professional studio. Yeah, set and um, setting, as they say. Absolutely, yeah. You listen to a lot of people on YouTube and you're hearing a lot of reflection and ambience in the room because they're not operating in a treated room. We have uh, massive absorption panels in here that make the audio coming out of the mic exactly what you're hearing rather than reflections off all the walls. So um, there's a great book that I read. Uh, it's by a marketer, online marketer, you guys probably know of Russell Brunson and it's called Expert Secrets. Hmm. And in that book, he talks a lot about how to basically um, build yourself um, as, uh, as an expert uh, when delivering educational content. And one of the things that he talks about is you have to be living the life that your members wish they could live. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at most of our students, one of their wildest ultimate ambitions is to have the dream studio. Yeah. The, 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 just no budget dreams. Do you watch video from dead mouse on masterclass or something? And you see, he's in this like multi-million dollar studio with synths all around him. And like, yeah, he's like on the 17th floor speakers. or something. And he's just like overlooking New York city or whatever it is. It's just like, Ooh. yeah, you know, like <laughs> some of his videos are him driving his Ferrari and like, that's not what I aspire to, yeah. but a lot of our students aspire to having a custom built dream studio. And that's what this is. And mm -hmm. so all of our videos being shot in context specific locations is really important, but also, yeah, having our own dream studio with like, you know, that's why we did the led backlit panels with the warp Academy CNC logos and like put all that extra work into the little details is to make it not only a very functional mixing and mastering studio, but also a really visually appealing uh, video production studio. Right. Yeah. So you guys, you you rent out your studio for different things or is it just a personal? Yeah. This is no. just your personal studio. This is in my house actually. So oh, this cool. is the first floor of my house, um, which was a, an important consideration because initially we were renting an office yeah. and uh, it cost us about 20 grand uh, to be in that office for a year. And it was never really an ideal space because uh, there was quite a bit of background noise from other events that were going on and other tenants. And we just said, you know, Hey, if we move out of this office and then we put that budget into building a dream studio, mm -hmm. then my commute to work goes away. Yeah. And uh, even though it was a great space to work in, but now I just uh, make myself a pot of green tea and I walk down here first thing in the morning and I'm <laughs> in my nerve center. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yay! So, yeah. yeah it's, it's so nice being able to, and I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. That can be a double-edged sword. You know, like when you first start uh, your own business and you're working from home, <sighs> can be really tempting to do the laundry or start dusting things when you have an important project to do and then you begin the procrastination game luckily because i've been in business since i was 19 and i've run four companies now i've kind of licked that habit yeah uh, which is good and so for me having a studio in my house is nothing but upside yeah mm -hmm. totally yeah the work yeah. ethic is there there's like yeah i know i'm gonna get the job done 
there's no mm -hmm. plus one of the other things for us was uh i wanted to have like my home also be like a company nerve center so we do business meetings here upstairs um, in the dining room and then when i have other creators that we are going to be co-producing a course with i have a guest bedroom that's permanently set up upstairs awesome so somebody comes in from out of town maybe they're a celebrity musician who's here on tour they stay an extra couple of days they move into my guest bedroom we come down here every day and we spend a few days shooting i run the cameras they teach their material yeah, all the production so easy care right of. yeah and yeah like having this as a live work space is is uh just awesome you know you know and i don't know if if you can hear but there's a little bit of construction going on the other side of our wall um yeah. as our studio is actually being built yeah oh and, sick yeah Congratulations. you know so nice it's one. it's it's going to be in the uh, the lower level here at, at brad at brad's place here and uh we're stoked about that it's gonna know? be a big probably a space that will be time move in roughly maybe yeah. march or something hopefully uh, actually hopefully j january february january, but yeah. uh yeah it'll be floor to ceiling glass windows looking out on the water and uh big enough to probably host 30 person live stream workshops yeah with a giant cnc led <laughs> course adventure thing yeah yeah, yeah. That's dream studio that's dream studio territory i'm so glad that you guys are investing into building that because yeah, yeah it just it, it allows you to operate at a whole new level and it's yeah. also extremely convenient when it's in your own space Absolutely. you're not having to pay mm -hmm. for a separate office even yeah. when we were creating so. the set for our show like you know right now um for everybody like listening thing like this is actually just a, a spare bedroom yeah you know even though we create the illusion behind us because you know one of the things that we've been doing for so long is working with the green screen um so we get to put any background behind us and so we we even considered that same sort of set and setting of you know the color spectrum that's behind us um being able to like look at the background you know the the, the graphic up up here just little things that we can put in while we're doing our own show and it continues to grow um, that sort of mentality, that, that psychology of a bigger, bigger setting. Because it's, you know, it's kind of a blurred out blue LED lit studio when it's not being worked on, you know. <laughs> and I, I think that's yeah. the idea that I was in my, uh, my mind when producing our set as well um, to create that sort of same sort of vibe. So you don't necessarily for everyone that's listening, you know, you don't necessarily have to be putting, you know, 20 G's into a, your own, you know, special room um but tailoring your your setting um can be as simple as using a, a green piece of fabric behind you or just tidying up <laughs> yeah you know well, that's what i like about what you guys are doing is um you know it's i've been doing this now for um yeah like six over six years yeah. you know and, and shooting videos for longer and for most of that time i was shooting in a bedroom and so this is, you know, being in this space is the culmination of a lot of years. A lot business. of dreaming coming together. Yeah, yeah totally. Focus. But prior to that, there's so many other lower budget things that you can do. And yeah. I never really got into doing the green screen thing. And looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, like I wish I knew that because <laughs> I could have taken my bedroom backdrop and actually turned it into something that looked more professional yeah. and I had more control over um, so yeah, I think that's, that's really great. You got to work with the environment that you have and you totally. got to work with the assets at your disposal, but nothing says you can't work smarter with those things and make totally. them look better with a little bit of a uh, little bit of magic. Yeah. And for any of you that want to learn to make green screen magic, we actually have a course called greenscreenmagic.com, and, uh, <laughs> you can check that out. We'll teach you to be a magician yourself. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really comes down to just like you've, you've said many times, it comes down to the details. Yeah. And I, that's what I really teach in that course in a big way is just slowing down and, you know, focusing on those extra little details before you, you release anything and it goes such a long way. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being detail oriented and just going the, it comes back to a concept from a book, um, by Napoleon Hill called think and grow rich. It's a fantastic personal development book. And yeah. he's got one called the law of success in 16 lessons. And one of those lessons is going the extra mile. And mm. it's, I've always subscribed to that philosophy. It really resonated with me where, you know, when I go to edit a video, I go back and I watch it four or five times. And I usually spend another two days editing it after that, because I go back and I look for all the little tiny details that I could improve just to level it up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you have to be careful not to, you know, go down the perfectionism path and such that you never complete anything. But I think that uh, going back and just putting the extra polish on something and spending the extra time on the little edits and, you know, it might be something in your background that you ch shift or change, you know, like for us, uh, one of the uh, example of that is if you look at the whiskey decanter behind me, it's backlit. It has a light behind it, I like uh, lighting that. up the bottles. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a little detail that I add in when I'm shooting just because it adds a little bit of visual punch to the, to the, to the back of the, of the studio. Right. I have a, a, a light up here that's shining back down from behind me. They call it a, a hair light or a kicker light that just helps to separate me from the background. That little detail was like yeah. one way that we leveled up our video production yeah. rather than just having the front light coming from here. Totally. Yeah. It makes a big, uh, make, makes a big difference. And it, it makes me think too of, um, Something um, a, a teacher of mine, um, when I sit, I sometimes sit there with the First Nations and, and um, something that really came through this past year or so was the difference between perfectionism and excellence, you mm -hmm. know, and when you're trying to be perfect, it's um, considering pretty much the outside output of, of everything that everybody else, you know, is expecting of you compared to just going from deep within and saying, this is as good as I can create for me, you know, and that's your level of excellence compared to that of trying to be perfect. Um, and it's a, it's a big, you know, it's, it's on the outside, it might seem very similar, but it really does, um, shift the mentality of how we create, how I create. Yeah. Totally. Uh -huh. That's a great distinction. For sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things I talk about with my students a lot, I do a course called Creative Mastery, mm. and it's about the soft side of music production. It's not about teaching the technical skills. It's about the, it's about working with someone as a creator and the struggles that we come up against, such as self-confidence, judging our work, comparing our work to others, um, perfectionism, procrastination, all of those things that can get you. And yeah. uh, one of the things I talk about in that is in rather than, for example, uh, you know, people that get stuck in that trap of always being afraid to release their work into the world and, and wanting to improve it more and refine it, which is the trap of perfectionism. Um, instead of a lot of times what triggers that is comparing their work to somebody else's work. So mm -hmm. they take their favorite music producer and they listen to their song and then they listen to one of their songs and then they want to throw it out or they want to go and spend five more years working on it. Yeah, one of the things totally. that I get them to do is instead of comparing themselves to another music producer, I get them to compare themselves to themselves. Mm. So they take that, their most recent song, and they load it up against a song they wrote a year ago. Nice. And they always see, they always see incremental progress. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Compare that. yourself yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> excellence. Hey. That's, that's the level of excellence for sure. I'm improving. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? 
it's amazing yeah. how just you know looking back because i mean we've now been even just at this show alone ecourse adventures live it's what like three months old three, almost four maybe yeah. four months and even just the progress because you know how we're logging this every week it's the little bit and you know that was our early on uh, mentality our our mantra was just you know a little bit better each time every week a how little, do we get a little bit better bit better just yeah. a smidge just a smidge and it adds up yeah yeah so that's much. the compound effect there's a whole uh, another great book uh called the compound effect and yeah it's about the a lot of times what we see with these businesses or these people these creators that are excelling and they seem to be doing these like wildly profound things it's the culmination of a lot of little incremental improvements yeah, yeah. so yeah. if you're just looking for that you know rather than the big leaps um, it's not the Hail Marys that usually are the ones that make the business. Yeah. It's the small incremental improvements that you can make with each run through something. Yeah, totally. I would say, uh, I want to be totally respectful of your time. We've already gone 11 minutes over what we budgeted for you. Um, oh, yeah. I'm good by the way. So I, okay. That's sweet. such a beautiful, um, note for people to really take to heart and mind as you build your dream business and you're building your courses and maybe you're just starting out and building your first course or you're redoing a previous course and just that that incremental progress is just you know making this video that you're doing today a little bit better than the last video and the next one that you do making that a little bit better and that's you know the 92 plus videos in the great e-course adventure that was the strategy and when people go through the first videos compared to when they get up to launch summit i mean the epicness that mm -hmm. they will experience because of all that we learned in the 90 videos before that totally it's all just compounded into this this epic finale and that's why we just mountain. recently went back looking at as we are are migrating to this new platform and re-releasing so to speak everything and we went back started looking again at the grady course adventure and how the first lessons were were just like, oh, man, they're like just listening to your demos, you know, <laughs> and it was just like, OK, we need to re we need to improve this. So we just spent the last month or so revamping with everything that we've learned over the last few years and, and redesigning our onboarding process. And, you know, we it kind of so good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, man, we it's... go through it's like now this is an onboarding process that we'd want to pay attention to and, and just like yeah it feels so much better yeah we're actually going to show soon actually after we we let you go there in a few minutes we're going to show everybody the um how we did one of those videos um just to show, yeah which yeah. will be really cool and um so what's what's next you know as we we can start to conclude this here for you um what's next for warp academy and yourself yeah, awesome. So we have um, a couple of new courses that are coming down the pipe that we're getting ready to launch. Sweet. Um, we have um, experimented with a new style of creating courses, um, largely known as micro courses or micro learning. So we did a bunch of research and found that the kind of attention spans have been shrinking and people's yep. um, interest in being able to quickly find a particular part of a video, like a particular topic was, was really high from example, from being on YouTube and being able to search for specific things. Oh yeah. Um, we've, these new courses that we're launching, um, have been formatted as micro courses. So no video is over five minutes long and each video is only on a single focused subject. Oh, cool. And, um, yep. the courses have an internal search engine that searches the meta information on each video to be able to very easily find and reference material. Awesome. That's next level. So, that is pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's pretty yeah. much like a curated YouTube. 
<laughs> exactly. That's a great way to put it. Uh -huh. yeah, that's exactly what we wanted to create, but it also has that nice linear structured approach yeah. that YouTube doesn't have. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Again, that's part of what means it's part of what takes an extra four times to produce our videos is that we, we structure them like that. Yeah. So we have our first couple of courses that are structured like that coming up for launch. Um, Exciting. And so we're launching a course um, next month and the month after major big, big courses. They're 10 hour courses or so. Sweet. Major flagship master classes. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Um, also, we just hired a new um, online marketing manager, um, somebody who has his master's degree in, in filmmaking and creative entrepreneurship. And he's uh, like a director caliber filmmaker. He's been nominated for um, film awards and, and with, his, with his pieces. And awesome. he's just coming onto the team. He's starting tomorrow. Wow. And so I'm really excited to be working with him um, and the expertise that he's going to bring to the table, having been through a, a master's degree in film you know wow. I'm, I'm really stoked so uh, next level yeah. yeah yeah so trying out new styles of courses and seeing how those resonate and uh and and also expanding our team and and kind of building a new um you know master team of people amazing well, you've definitely got big things in your future you know i really feel like momentum is at your side and and cheers things are happening yeah it's you yeah. know like they say the six year overnight success <laughs> yeah right 100 percent, guys 100 yeah. yeah great well i mean thank you so much for having me on the show i'm glad we could make this happen we're all busy people so it's always a a win when you can mesh everyone's schedule totally of course, doing things virtually and me having a live stream studio you having a live stream studio makes awesome. it a lot awesome. easier yeah, yeah i can't um, wait to come over because you're just in vic right i'm in victoria yeah, yeah. totally so i can't I'm wait to really come over and by. check out the studio and drool a little bit <laughs> you know 100 yeah, yeah dream the into the future and, yeah yeah yeah, great guys, and it's it's wonderful to um, connect with your community as well. I'm I'm really stoked to have been able to share a little bit about our journey with uh, with everybody on your end, and I hope you guys got a lot out of it. And uh, yeah, it's been my absolute pleasure to join you today. So yeah, big love, guys. Thank awesome. you, so. thank you so much. Later, Drew. Appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Later. Peace. And Bye, everybody out there, um, you can go to warpacademy.com and check out all of the different courses that they sell there and also search for them on YouTube if you're getting into music production or you want to learn some more about music theory. Yeah, just even just audio production, right? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a big part of making an e-course It's just your audio. Yeah. You know, when it comes to video as a medium, you know, we, we spend so much time making it look good, but realistically audio is probably 70 percent more important um than you know the the, uh, the video actually is if you you could have you know some pretty pretty substandard video um and if you have really good audio people will still still watch and it's the opposite way if your audio sucks and you can't really hear what you're teaching and got crazy background noise or whatever but your videos awesome it's it's you know, Such people are going to say, yeah, they're going to like, ah, next video. Yeah. 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 Well, so, what a freaking inspiring conversation. We, know, you know, we right? try to keep these shows to an hour, but it seems impossible because we keep bringing on such <laughs> kick-ass guests to interview. It's <laughs> like, well, we just got to keep going with this. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't mind. I can't Do wait you to mind? No, no, no. No, this is good. So I guess it's that time of the show where what we time is that, teach Bradley? people 
How did you do that? We are so out of tune. <laughs> it's been that a was, while. It's been a couple weeks, folks. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, man, yeah. So this week, I had this this funny idea for one of our onboarding videos where um, in the Grady Course Adventure, um, we encourage every single person who joins the mountain to find an adventure buddy to climb with. And so the video is our new adventure buddy video. Um, and so my idea was like, hey, Blair, let's shoot this video where, you know, I'll be be fiddling around trying to figure out how to set up my tent. And you come in, and you're like, hey, let me help you with that. And then all of a sudden I give this this little presentation on adventure buddies and all the while Blair's setting up a tent and then we somehow finish in perfect unison. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Blair, do you want to play the video then talk about how we actually did this? Yeah, so so here's the video. I mean, I'll just I'll just state there too that um, it was a really cool idea. You know, <laughs> the idea was most of my video ideas are pretty cool. And yeah, then Blair's like, huh. and um, but you know, the challenge was <laughs> how we would get it kind of put together. And so the idea was that I mean, it was fairly simple. It'd be like, oh yeah, I want to set up a tent. And then you come in and help me as my buddy as we are showcasing here to uh, how important it is to find an adventure buddy when you're going up the mountain of the great e-course adventure. And dot com. Dot com. <laughs> and, um, and so we considered going out. In, um, so we actually shot this, you know, pretty much on your front yard. Um, that's, that's the view from just down below the house. Down there. below the house. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and we, we considered setting it up, but we realized just with audio, um, trying to get good audio and um, the lighting and different things like that, it was some challenges. So we, then we considered just doing the video simply here with a background of maybe a tent or something, but it wasn't going to be as fun just putting just with the green screen, just a, a basic tent in the background. We wanted some more interactivity. So that's where we kind of came up a hybrid idea. And... Um, and let me see, make sure we've got this set up. Hopefully this works all good. Audio looks good. Here we go. You watch and then we'll chat a little bit. Show you how we did it. <sighs> Notice the nature sounds. Are we in nature? Hey dude, you need a little help? Is that obvious? <laughs> Just a little bit. Here, hand it over to me. I'm pretty good at setting up tents. Yeah, have it done in no time. Thanks man. Yeah, no problem. Now this is what I'm talking about. Everybody needs a buddy sometime. We really can't go this journey alone, especially if you're striving to create a world-class e-course. And this is why we created a space at the community campfire that encourages collaboration. We never could have created all that we have here at e-course adventures if it wasn't for having each other. So before you start your ascent up to Launch Summit, we're going to encourage you to head over to the Collaborate Campfire and find yourself an adventure buddy, or two. Actually, the more the merrier for that matter. Your adventure buddy will hold you accountable to your intentions, brainstorm ideas, and inspire you through your resistance, which is bound to come up. We encourage you to set up regular adventure buddy huddles where you have a quick check-in with your adventure buddy once every week or every two weeks. In those huddles, you'll share what you were up to last week, what roadblocks you came up against or, or how things actually went, the good, the bad, and the beautiful, 
and where you are now, what support you need, or what question marks you have. Fast forward it here a You don't need to see the whole thing. You don't need to see the whole thing. Also, if you're so, ever looking for watch media the timing. support, you gotta get to the end where actors or whatever else, definitely try posting what you're looking for in the collaborate campfire and see if any connections within the community can be made. All right, head on over and go find yourself nice a buddy to climb the mountain with. Wow, that was quick. See, it's so great to have an adventure buddy. We all need a little help from our friends. Thanks, Blair. Now it's your turn. Go find your buddy. Okay, how did we do that? <laughs> I almost missed that one. Yeah, so that was um, being in the studio and also out, as you can see, shooting live um, on location, which is kind of a, a new thing that we've been doing or I've been wanting to be doing more of is, is getting our own backgrounds uh, rather than just finding stock footage. And um, yeah, so what we did here is we recorded first Brad... Uh, in the studio with the green screen, and we recorded your spiel, you know, yep. the, you know, with the script, and you did a good job, and um, and then we went down into onto location, and we uh, set up the computer to replay uh, through the speakers um, Brad's part that was already pre-recorded, and I did my best to um, set up that tent in time. Now that was the challenge. We weren't sure it was going to actually work, um, but I was—I didn't think I was going to make it. Like it was already like three quarters done, and I'm like, "Oh man, am I going to get this done in any way?" And if you feel awkward, and uh, it was just like, "Oh, geez, is this really going to happen?" He was sweating bullets there. Yeah, so it was really challenging, and uh, but we managed to do it, and it pulled around, and that was a nice thing having. I loved. I loved the timing of like how you finished it and you knew the last part of what I was going to say. So you go around the long way. So you come around just I, as I say, wow, it's yeah, good. Like, Cause I, I knew you weren't quite done. I'm like, Oh, I actually got it. Sweet. And it's like, okay, there's a little bit more timing. So just staying there. I decided to do a little walk around cause I knew <laughs> we'd be jiggle. coming around. So this part, as you talk, I'm like, Hey, so yeah, I can interact. Did. Yeah. And so that was nice. Then we pretty much took this background and put Brad in the front. And uh, and that's how we did and that. And you can't even tell it's green screen. It does look like we're there together. I love it. That was such a fun idea. It was really fun for us to actually like kind of merge the two worlds yeah. of in the studio with the outdoors. Yeah, and then that's where then once you take it into, um, into Premiere, um, and then I worked with the lighting and so making sure we got the lighting. Now, those are key things, too, to always be considering with your videos is where your spotlighting is. So I knew the sun was coming from over this side of the video um, to the right side. And so we set up the extra lights on Brad in the studio to simulate the same sort of sun that was outside. So our lighting is coming from the same space. And uh, I did my best. Um, which is, you know, sometimes not going to be perfect, um, but just, you know, with my a level of excellence in the moment, I was able to create this. And uh, for the eye, it uh, came across pretty awesome. I love it. Uh-huh. I'm quite pleased with how that idea turned into this. Yeah. Well done, Blair. Thanks so much, The Brad. great Blair Dini. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So um, there you go, folks. Well, that 
this has been a wonderful 90 minutes with y'all. Uh, be sure to go to iTunes and subscribe so that you get our show every single week, eCourse Adventures Live. If you're actually listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. Give that little five-star rating a, a little poke with your mouse. And uh, tune in next week. We've got an amazing special guest that is just waiting to be confirmed. Mm. But regardless, we'll have a special guest. It'll be awesome, and we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, going to be stoked. Um, yeah, any last words? That was pretty much the last words. I think Thanks, those everybody. are the last words. Yeah, yeah, here we go again. Another awkward completion to our show. Yeah, it's oh. just kind of how we do things yeah, around here. Kind of, All right, see you later, everybody. Bye, everybody.